like to introduce you this morning to the new town engineer in the town of Wyndham. Brian Tarbell joins us today. He loves his job, and he's going to tell you about that as we go along today. Brian, good morning. Thanks for joining me today. And uh, give me your background about what is on your resume that got you the gig here in the town of Wyndham. Uh, hi, Wayne. Uh, good morning. Uh, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be on. And um, sure, yeah, I've got um, uh, quite a, a dappled um, uh, history of engineering. Um, started, uh, of course, I graduated from UConn in uh, you know, just around 2004. And after that, I moved to Boston and had my first experience with the big dig work. I was there for about five years, and then my wife and I moved to New Zealand and had some more engineering experience over there, and um, uh, following that, we came back and had a lot of DOT experience and some MDC, uh, utility infrastructure work at the MDC around Hartford and um, those towns, and um, then I picked up this job, so it's been great. And you're looking forward to being the town engineer here in Wyndham. Why is that? The people? I, it's, it's, this town is amazing. Um, I have a lot of, I grew up in Hebron. I have a lot of memories of this area. Um, And um, as I've gotten to work here, it's, it really comes out how much the people that are working here care about this town. And uh, it's kind of gotten me excited to uh, come to work every day. It's pretty it's pretty intoxicating. Brian, let's talk about some of the projects the town engineers overseeing to help make this a better town, including irrigation at Chetucket Park on Plains Road. Why is that necessary? That park um, is one of the most heavily used parks in town, and um, the the kids play soccer on that um, every, almost every day of the year. It's it's pretty intense how much use that gets. Um, and without irrita- irrigation, the the grass just takes a beating. So that's that's a priority for us to um, to make that a um, you know a better grassed field and just give it more more strength for the uh, for the amount of use it gets. Uh, so that's pretty exciting to be working on. Yeah. And you'll be expanding the water park and the skate park at Lauder Park. Yeah, the skate park. That there's actually a, a pre bid meeting today that I have after this this um, call. And, um, you know, we have a, uh, quite a impressive skate park, um, from everything I've heard, although I don't skate, um, it's, it's renowned in New England. Um, people come from all over New England to skate this park. It's very unique. It's, um, um, not just a, a prefabbed type of skate park, but it, you know, all the, the curves in it are very organic and, um, natural. So it's it's a great park, but um, it, we're, we have the room to expand it, and there were some local grants that uh, were applied for, um, and we were fortunate enough to get that, so we're going to expand it. So we have some contractors coming out to the site today, and um, we'll hopefully get that going right away. If I recall my history, the town hall clock on top of town hall first chimed out in 1890. So it's part of your job description, Brian, to keep that thing ticking? Yeah, when I when I interviewed for the job, that was I think that might have been the the first thing that was mentioned just to make sure that clock doesn't fall. Um so that's that's really a, a treasure in this town. Uh it's one of the 
the the last um, you know striking tower clocks. I think there's one in New Haven, and, and I'm sure there's a few around that I'm just not aware of. But it's certainly a unique clock, but that also poses a challenge. The contractor that had done the work on it in in the past for us doesn't service the the antique clocks. They they're really moving um, towards newer clocks. So um, so that's a challenge for us. Just finding the skilled people that um, are the people with the skills to fix that fix that clock. So, but that's that's a priority for us. I have a few contacts. Um, in fact, I posted that bid on the uh, DAS website, the Administrative Services website, where we solicit lots of bids, and um, no one responded. So I, I have to do a little more effort digging to get some people to come out for that. Brian, how accurate is that clock? I mean, heck, the thing's over 100 years old, but I'm wondering, once you set it, is it okay for like a year, or do you have to go up there and tweak it every couple of months? I, I think, every, I mean, you have to wind it. Well, it winds on itself. The, mech, the, the winding mechanism um, is not functioning now. So it's, it's not working now, but I, I, it, it goes. Once, once everything's ticking, um, it goes. I don't think it's, I think it's pretty accurate. And you've got upgrades to park lighting. Which parks are we talking about? Chetucket and um, I think Chetucket right now, yeah. And just recently, the Willamette Fire and Police Dispatch Call Center was awarded almost $3 million for a much-needed building renovation and radio system upgrade. How do you get involved in that? So that yeah, that was pretty exciting, and that that just um, happened, or we just the town just found out a few weeks ago about that, and um, of course the uh, switchboard Willamette Fire Chief Association is is on that, and um, will be a big part of the <clears throat> that process. How I can help is just um, you know the, on the administrative end, of course, to um, you know assist with the contractual stuff for the. The grant monies and um, the bidding proposal for the pro- we're we're gonna we're I just pr- drafted a proposal for a project manager um, for the size and scope of this project um, and the the type of work it is that's really um, you know the best path for that project that's uh, it's a radio system upgrade um, that's gonna integrate the Windoms with Willimantic and the medical um, the hospital and just make it a more more seamless system. Um, it's going to be uh, moving the radio tower and upgrading all of the radio systems. And there's going to be a lot of temporary construction too, because the, of course, all the services now are going to have to be relocated um, within the building. But um, while while the renovations happen, so that's that's a, an extensive project, but exciting to get going. I know the folks um, are are over the moon that they, they that, that happened and um, are excited to get it going. And uh, you're overseeing the numerous solar energy projects that are planned for the town of Wyndham. Where are those projects showing up? Yeah, that's, um, that's been a little bit frustrating. Um, Eversource is, is a key uh, partner um, in all of the, those energy projects and um, our our projects have just been not not shell, but we haven't been awarded. You know, been told we could move forward with them uh, on some of them, uh, but the so so that's that's like on on part of it. It's been a little bit of a slow 
slow moving from Eversource, but um, on, on a few others we've gotten the green light. Uh, for instance, the um, community center, um, and that is that's ready to go. And we're just waiting on a few more parts to get started on that. It, I think within the next couple of, couple of weeks is what I've been told by our consultant that's um, helping us with that. And I think the project over at the sewer plant is ready to go as well. So those, so the, we're moving on those two. But yeah, the um, there's a couple more: the garage and the um, the landfill that that we're um, not quite ready for yet. And you're also working on a project that's close to my heart, and a lot of people who bike and walk want to know about this too. And this is significant, that you're evaluating adjusting the airline trail route slightly because while there are trails, including the one that goes behind the Railroad Museum out toward Mackey's and, of course, on to Lebanon, it does come on essentially a street, Riverside Drive, behind our radio station here, out to Main Street, and people have to cross that to get to the continuation of the airline trail. So what changes are going to be made to facilitate runners, walkers, and riders? Right. So, um, you know, you might know the Foster building is, is being renovated right now, and there's, there's a quite a lot. There's going to be quite a lot of construction. There is construction now, but um, so we were looking at the safety of the, the, the path, the people using the path, and what we felt was was a better alternative was to stop it right at or turn it right at railroad street and have have people come up railroad street and actually cross main street at a signalized um, crosswalk so how how it is now they they kind of continue on riverside which which um comes out onto main street as you described but there's there's no there's that's not signalized and and it's such a wide, um, big, heavy intersection. It's pretty intimidating for for bikers or people unfamiliar with the area. So I say I, we think a safer and um, and better route would be up up Railroad Street, and that would have them, of course, come across the the Baptist Church, First Baptist Church, and um, our our new community center, which which is exciting. Um, and that area also has some park benches and. So offers more shade and spots for people to uh, to rest and to have some snacks with their kids and um, family time. So we're we're excited about that. And um, so what that involves is really just kind of um, uh, turning it up Railroad Street, but also looking at the parking along Riverside Drive behind your building. So uh, we've taken some measurements for that. We're getting the layout for some adjusted parking and um, and just kind of. A, adjusting the trail so so in other words you're telling people who are continuing on airline trail from airline south to airline north not to go out straight and join main street just before the frog bridge but you tell them to turn on railroad street which is a signaled intersection and cross there because it would be safer exactly yep and how do you do that how do you convince people that have done it the other way for 20 years or however long the, the trail has been viable, do you just use more signage? That and we're going we're gonna to repaint some stripes and we're going to paint some bike, lane, uh, bike symbols and really emphasize the path. So right now it's a yellow line that, and some bike symbols right in the center line of the road. Um, we're going we're gonna to change that and we're going to 
kind of bump that down toward a, along the chain link fence of the railroad property, and then it's going to turn right up Air, Air, uh, Railroad Street. You've got some strong rebate programs that you're looking at anyway to expand the electric vehicle charging network in the parking lot by the new community center. So uh, what's the timetable on that? Um, yep. So so those those rebates were just um, came out this year, um, and we're tr- we're trying to take advantage of that. We are um, trying to get. I have some bids coming in. I have some bids coming in this week, um, and I mean we're trying to get that going as soon as possible. Again, I think um, you know that's definitely one of the challenges of this project. Uh, this this position is that there's just so much that that comes across this in this office. Um, you know, it's trying to keep everything moving forward at a pace everyone is happy with. <laughs> but I'm I'm ex- I'm excited about that. We're looking at adding uh, some more stations in the new parking garage um, and possibly more at the community center. There's four s- scheduled at the community center now. Um, you know, it'll. I haven't seen the proposals yet, but uh, we'll we'll have a look. Brian, a couple of questions about Jackson Street. Number one is that I think it's Prospect Street, the intersection. That light stopped working for a while. They put a stop sign there. I noticed yesterday it was a flashing red light. It had just been a normal signal before that. Curious what the status of that is. And secondly. It's been several months now that at Jackson and Ash Streets, there's a whole bunch of new lights that are still covered in hefty bags. And I'm, just, I'm saying to myself, if you're putting new lights in, take the hefty bags off and use them. Why don't those get used? Yeah, so first, the, the, the first Jackson Street with the blinking red lights. So we've had some trouble with those lights. Um, in fact, I've been talking with Public Works about that. They were not working for a day or so. And because that's a local Wyndham Road, we're responsible for that as opposed to DOT on the, the state roads. But there's some shorting in either the buttons for the signals, the uh, crosswalk signals. Um, so they're, they're troubleshooting that. And they, they came out and they got it fixed so that at least they're blinking red. Um, but they, they're coming out again to get those fixed. Yeah, it's worth noting, too, that that Jackson and Ash intersection that's got those unused new hefty bag lights, that's a that's a state highway. So that's DOT's problem, not your problem, right? Right, yeah, yeah. All right, and then other roadway safety in general. What things are you trying to improve to keep our roads safe in this town? So we're partnering um, with a, a group out of UConn the, um, that offered just great great support for road safety in general and traffic studies. They, they gave the town of Wyndham two speed feedback signs. Um, I think you know, that's one of the challenges of this, pro- this, this position is I routinely get calls, I mean, from, you know, concerned people that, um, you know, that concerned that people are just traveling too fast on the roads. And um, so, so that's definitely... Um, you know, something that I'm, that's always on the back of my mind. Um, and certainly roads that have uh, a history of accidents and, um, you know, injuries and um, things like that. But so, so some speed feedback signs and just getting more uh, data on, on um, you know, where, where there's problems and what we can do. But yeah, it's, 
usually it's not a, a one solution fixes everything. It's that it, it's a challenge. You know, each each intersection and each road poses poses um, poses challenges that we have to look at, and and that takes a little time. So I'm glad that so far everyone's been patient, but um, you know we are working on that as well. And lastly, Brian, it's no secret that you love this town. You've got some memories of this town, including getting your first baseball glove with your dad at Nassif's. Just give me some of your memories of this town and maybe more to that story. Yeah, um, you know, growing up, baseball was, was my, my love, and um, that was a, just a strong memory I had with my dad. I also um, went to Bill Holowaty's camp for years, and I believe that was at Eastern, and um, you know, I have fond memories of that. In fact, you know, as a kid, getting um, sleeping over in the dorms and having the instructors wake you up with a baseball bat on the door was <laughs> startling. But as it, when I look back on it now, it um, it was it was a lot of fun. And um, yeah, the other the other strong memory I have is is one of my first dates with my now wife was at the uh, the movie theater, and um, I believe we saw Cool Runnings. So. It's it's near and dear to my heart, and I love the people that I work with here, um, truly. And um, I'm excited to work here and give my energy into this town to really help it shine and do the best I can. Now the Jilson Cinemas. Brian, this has been great. You're doing a great job so far. Good projects to talk about. Thank you for joining me this morning. Thank you, Wayne. I appreciate it. Brian Tarbell is a new town engineer for the town of Wyndham. 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.